Gallagher. Greatness has arrived. Welcome to episode 335 of The Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I'm your host, Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Bad Bit, and it is here where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation. Again, this week, we are talking about PlayStation 5's selling like hotcakes. We lay the console beep to rest. The Jedi Survivor going backwards. Our anticipated titles for the rest of the year and so much more as we do it live each and every Wednesday night over at YouTube.com slash PS Trophy Room each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. With all that said, with all that out of the way, Vicarious PR Zone and the greatest co-host whoever is, whoever will be. Mr. Kyle Stevenson, how are you, sir? Oh, you added a little bit to it. Nice. I know. Hi, I'm doing wanted, great. Wanted to congratulate you on the job. It's official. Yeah, yeah, Look it's official. You. Official. How you feel? Um, I feel good. A little yeah. tired. Yeah. Uh, but that's just going to be the territory now. I, I I can't sleep till eleven. Like that's I right. have, I was. <laughs> I got to get up and actually do things now, which is exciting. Yeah. No, I'm it's, doing great. It's um, it, you're you're going through. I think. Like everybody goes through like the transitional period. So absolutely. Some people get right into it, which you're crazy. But like yeah. most people, like it takes a week or two. Yep. And like for me, it takes a good three months. Or sorry, three months, three weeks for me to get <laughs> like into it. Like I'm like, okay, my body's up at six thirty now. Yeah. Let's go. You know? But absolutely. how's it how's it feeling, man? Feeling good? It's feeling good. Uh this is the first like work at home kind of experience that I've had to do. So that's a whole other adjustment um, that I have to, you know, get used to. Yeah. Not having to, like, I joke around with my parents, like, when they come home or the after work is done the last couple of days, and, and I'll come up the stairs and goes, man, that commute was rough. <laughs> <laughs> Real dad jokes over here, but, like, it's, I love it. I just got to get used to it. Yeah. it. It will, but I'm having yeah. a good time. Um, but. Uh, important for when it comes to the show, obviously I can still do it. Yeah, uh, which is good. I'm very, very happy. I would been really. We we had a, a talk uh, maybe a month and a half ago, and you're like, listen, if you get a job and you can't do this anymore, that's fine. And it felt like you were pushing me away, and I cried for like three days. Oh no, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I never told you that. I'm telling everyone. I was. Right now. I wasn't pushing. Um, I was more like shoving. No, but yeah. I know, but I know. I have I, a Kyle I, 2.0 in my in my closet. I've been. <laughs> Listen, AI is not the future, Joe. <laughs> we know this. Uh, but know. when it comes to when, when it comes to that, if there's ever a title that Vicarious is backing, yeah. I will either not say anything or I will just make it be known. Okay. Just Fair so there's enough. no conflict of interest there, because I'd never want to do that to. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't want to sully the show or my new place of work. Sully work. the good name of the trophy room, a PlayStation podcast yeah, in dude. which I sully each and every week by saying something outlandish. Someone has to be classier, and that person is me. Fair enough. I want to. I want to break into the show after the whole congratulations and all that jazz. I want to break into uh, a question. Uh, that I've been seeing a lot more ever since the Ratchet and Clank PC reviews dropped. Um, that is time equals quality. So I want to pull up this tweet. Uh, it's a review from PC Gamer, which they rated, if I'm not mistaken, an 8 out of 10. And the tweet okay. goes into it by saying, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is a great is great on PC, but at $60 and a 10 our story it's not an easy recommendation 
uh, as we, or sorry, not an easy recommend as we like. This has kind of gotten everybody in a tizzy. There's more into it, but I just, I think that bullet point kind of, you know, shows it enough. What do you think about quality of game time or not even just the quantity of game time equals, you know, in a review? Like, should that actually mean anything? Like, hey, this game's 10 hours long versus 40 hours long. Like, does 40 hours mean it's it's a better game because it's 40 hours? I want to know mm. what you're thinking here, bud. Uh, no to all the things. <laughs> <laughs> no, sure. it does not. The, the more time doesn't mean more quality. When, when you, you get down to it, like, for your example, like, if a $40 game must be 40 hours, whatever, a 10 hours to an hour... Uh, of game or ten dollars to a, an hour of gameplay is just unrealistic yeah. um, to kind of put that out there. And some of my favorite games are on the shorter side. Yeah, and sure, maybe they're not at sixty dollars, but they're like, I mean, we'll get into it later. Of course, the co- code was provided uh, by by the team, but Venba is like an hour and a half, two hours long, and I, spoiler alert for later, I effing love that thing. Yeah, I adore. And, it. And, so like. It's all relative to what you expect to get out of it, but for them to say, you know, 10 hours, they're a reviewer, they have other things to do, like write about and whatnot, they're probably sped through that thing. Yeah. That's not like the typical person, the way they play. Like for me, I, I think I looked it up earlier, it was more towards like 2023, 20, something mm-hmm. like that hours played when I when I got the platinum. So it's it's all different for everybody, but I'm really tired of like the bang for your buck kind of yeah comparison. It's just a, it's it's low hanging fruit, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know. It's kind of like to me. I think there's a little bit of gray area we could always work with. Like if a game, let's just say a, a game is like like a Venba was like or, or sorry Ven, uh, Venba was like you know priced at sixty dollars, right? I'm like, well, this is a two hour thing. This like that has like that two hours has to match that that price tag that oh, like someone's for sure. going for right. But I think the devs know that, and that's why they'll never do like a shorter game at that price. Absolutely. So yeah. like it's it's all about like the the kind of the bang for your buck. So like for me, I loved Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I thought it was a stellar game. It's one of my favorite platformers uh, over re- of recent years. So like to me, I'm like, yeah, $70 is definitely worth it because the hours that I got out of it, I had a lot of fun with. And if I'm having a lot of fun and like the game ends at like hour 10 or hour 15, as long as the conclusion, as long as the conclusion is fulfilling and the journey is fulfilling, it shouldn't really matter how many hours I'm putting into it. A great example is actually Diablo four right now. A lot of people are really upset at it. I'm uh, upset at it. I mean, they, they nerfed both of my classes that I used to the ground and everybody's like, this is the worst. They've ruined this game. And then I look at my play time and Kyle, not surprising if you've been following this show for the past two months, I put 200 hours into Diablo four. So it's like nice. at the end of the day, I got, you know, I got my money's worth and yes, it's a live service game, all that jazz, but I put 200 hours into it. Yeah. So I've had to have really liked my journey. And if it has to end at 200 hours, I don't know. To me, I'm like, it ends at 200 hours. I had fun for like 90% of those, those, you know, those hours played. So to yeah. me, it's like, 
it's about your bang for your buck. And most developers know going into it, hey, this game, you know, is this length. This is, you know, the the amount of like hands-on uh um, you know, time with it. Like, is this a, a walking sim? Is this an action game? Is this a multiplayer game? And they're pricing things out accordingly so if you pick up a game like remnant which is a stellar game it's based at 50 bucks you're like oh well this is a 50 dollar game and for what i'm getting out of here i'm having fun Mm -hmm. that should really all that like that that should be the only thing that matters you know but again i I don't want to throw out the you know the baby with the bathwater here but i i do i i feel bad for this reviewer because everybody's trashing them, but I don't think it is a honest. They're not honest. I don't think it's a fair, uh, the overall fair critique to give the game. Because if it's stellar all around, and the only qualm is like, ah, it ended a little bit too short. Yeah, I. I, don't know. I think to your point, there is a bit of a gray area there, mm-hmm. and you can maybe mention that as an opinion of yours in the written review. But to use that as a headline, yeah, uh, man, that is kind of where it bugs me even more. Because you know what you're doing, yeah, you you know exactly what you're doing. It's like I think I've talked about this in the past, but when people like talk about like headlines with like uh, you know Star Wars, Star Wars Outlaws will not be like you know Starfield. Is oh, that a good thing? Question yeah, mark exclamation point. Just an point? SEO kind of, and that's thing. just an SEO grab. So like sometimes it does feel like it's just, um, yeah, it's, it's just a an attention go get your click on it and that's the yep. thing that kind of bums me out at the end of the day so yeah, yeah agreed and and i think when you have something like game pass when you have something like playstation plus extra and premium the idea of oh i'm spending 60 dollars on this kind of just eliminates the price tag almost entirely and it's like how is this game and that's kind of how it always should be so to yeah. me yeah quantity isn't uh, akin to, to quality one bit and, and also uh, everyone values things at a different yeah. price point so like not everyone's going to be cookie cutter and some people have no problem paying 60 for games other people do and wait for sales which is totally fine mm-hmm. it's just like you know the the sports card market where someone really is excited for like a kobe bryant card and the other person isn't and, and that person will obviously pay more than the other person so like yeah. it just it's just a thing People are different. They should get used to it. Yeah. And I think, you know, like Eunice says in the chat here, and I'll just like boil it down real fast. Like, you know, maybe pricing it at $40. Because, yeah, it is like a 20 or sorry, it's a two-year-old game. I was going to say 20 years. What's wrong with me? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's like a fair assessment. I think, you know, Ratchet and Clank, unfortunately, was I think the wor- the third worst selling PlayStation game that hit PC. And I think, mm. I think that gives a good argument to maybe shorten that time span between releases because yeah, someone may look at that going, this game is two years old. And that is again, like as an average consumer, does that even affect things? Right? So I don't know. know. Makes you think, makes you think no wrong answers here, folks. But that said, we got a whole bunch of PlayStation stuff 
to talk about this week. A little bit of housekeeping before we get into it. Uh, first and foremost, the Trophy Room store. We got merch, baby. Link in the description uh, to all the shirts and mugs that you'll be able to pick up. Uh, and, of course, this show is sponsored by you, the viewer, the listener. Uh, we got no paid plugs. We have no sponsors. It is all based on your generosity over at patreon.com slash at P.S trophy room so if we ever got you through a long car ride a tough day at work whatever your situation may be it really helps even if it's just a buck toss it our way over at patreon.com slash ps trophy room because it really does keep the lights going or keeps the lights on keeps the show going and you get bonus shows and bonus merch on top of that depending on the tiers that you fall on tonight we're recording top tier where we're going to be talking about the best playstation boss fights and i am prepared to lose because i got a whole lot of stipulations that i'm going to ask kyle about Whoa, a whole lot of really? stipulations oh yeah oh already trying to undermine the whole thing absolutely okay Right. absolutely that said i want to thank our newest member rick davis over at the gold tier i want to thank our premium members todd burowitz and toxic i want to thank our platinum members jay shay jedi master and cowboy danger d jonas young the green gorilla gamer chaotic monkey millennial falcon gaming ryuko kill 90 steven flesh struples and bits bertos maximus chris hybrid 748 matt valdez chris the Wizard. I want to thank our gold members, Cypher Primus, Doth Simon the Pie Man, Jesse Garcia, JB the Purple Monkey, Hyden Doors, Katie, Kevin Mitchell, Kevin Diaz, Marcus O'Neill, Red Arrow, Aegis Hermit, Androsasaur, Astronaut Junior, not to be mistaken with Astronaut Senior, The Winter Gamer, he keeps on trying to change his name to something that is banned on this podcast. Winter Gamer, you're on notice, but thank you. Robbie Bobby Banger. Miller. Brenton Zachary, Brunty Bob, <laughs> Bubble Boy N7, Captain Logan, Final Fan XZ, Hambone, JD Dillinger, M9 Prime, Stone Cold, ET said so, Tino Six Speed, N Johnson, Sean McKenzie, Rick Arrington, Spam and Bamman, Matthew King, The Overlord, and Dewane Raksha. Thank you all so much for your kindness and generosity. And again, go check out all the Patreon perks you get for supporting the show because it's a lot. And we got no Manscaped ads because God knows I don't want to talk about my balls on this show. You just did, though. You son of a gun, you're right. It's a slippery slope. <laughs> what a slippery slope I've entered, you know? All because of the man whatever buzzer 2.0. <laughs> the man buzzer. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy they keep giving us emails please please donate so that i ignore them that said kyle it's finally time to square up the news first bit comes from tom ivan over at vgc and tom writes sony says ps5 has hit 40 million sales tracking slightly behind ps4 the PS4 remains the fastest-selling Sony console to reach 40 million sales, having reportedly reached a milestone two months sooner, although it didn't face the same COVID-related supply issues that have checked PS5 momentum. Quote, we launched PlayStation 5 in November 2020, and the world was in a strange and different place than when we announced the console in 2019, said SIE CEO Jim Ryan. 
Despite the unprecedented challenges of COVID, our team and our partners work diligently to deliver PS5 on time. We continue to face headwinds with the pandemic, and it took months for supply chains to normalize so we could have the inventory to keep up with demand. For more months than I can care to remember, we kept thanking our community for their patience while working through these issues, but now PS5 supply is well-stocked, and we are seeing that pent-up demand finally being met, end quote. Sony recently announced plans to sell a record number of PlayStation consoles during its current fiscal year. The company intends to ship 25 million PS5 consoles during fiscal year 2023, the 12-month period ending on March 31st, 2024. If achieved, it would beat a 25-year-old console sales record set when the original PlayStation shipped 22.6 million units in the fiscal year of 1998. Sony revealed the annual PS5 target as part of fiscal year 2022 earnings results in April. During the fourth quarter of its last fiscal year, which ended in March, the company shipped 6.3 million PS5 consoles to reach 30.3 million lifetime shipments. The figure represented a record for many games console or for any games console during the first three months of a calendar year. It was also double PS4's all-time peak for the same window. You're muted. I'm sorry. I was. I had to mute because I cussed. You know, no, because someone thought it was literally twisted metal outside. Um, holy crap! <laughs> this is a huge like. Feat. Yeah. And it really is. When I think about this generation, I think we're gonna have a deeper conversation with the next thing we talk about, or the the next few things we talk about. It's like this generation. A lot of people are still waiting for it to start. It seems right, and. Yet still, the PlayStation 5 endures and is selling out, I mean, constantly. I'm still, I'm seeing a few PlayStation 5s here or there, but like, it's still hard to come by, at least where I'm from, right? Um, mm-hmm. That said, I got a question for you, Kyle. Yeah. Is it going to beat that 25-year-old console sales record set by the original PlayStation, you think? Do you think it's going to be able to ship that 25 million unit number? Think about this. Yes. Yeah? You think so? They have until what? End of March next year? End of March next year. Correct. Yeah, there's a thing called Spider-Man 2 coming out in October. (laughs) (laughs) With the bundle. Are you kidding me? It's yeah. gonna. I think it's gonna crush that number. I and you know. I think we placed bets on it. Was it last week's show? You, on just I, the game itself. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I said it's gonna hit like somewhere in like the five point two range million mm-hmm. unit, like million uh, unit sales. You think it's like somewhere in the four point eight? I think you said four point eight, four point nine. I think I said. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And again, this is not off of any type of. At, it's just, not even an educated guess, right? Just the feeling we have in our gut every time we try to pre-order those goddamn PlayStation 5 plates. Insomniac, <laughs> what are we thinking here? They're saying <laughs> that they're not going to be remade. What are, we, what are we doing? The demand is there, clearly. <laughs> they're just plastic molds, okay? That's it. That's all it is. You're selling them for a mint. You're telling me you can't put a couple more? You know? Don't make me go into outer space to get my own symbiote to put on my <laughs> PS5 to make it a real thing. All right. I don't have that kind of cash. We know aliens exist exist now. We have the technology to do it. All I, right? You're going to see me on the news breaking into Area 51. Yeah. I'm going to get that symbiote somehow. <laughs> Forget Ocean Gate. Kyle's making, <laughs> making Stars Gate over there, you know? I need those plates, Joe. <laughs> Oh, you're going to hook your spaceship up to a dual sense. 
absolutely the haptics are going to be incredible haptics are going to be incredible you got entering that. and exiting the atmosphere you can't mm -hmm. even think of that rumble oh think my about the rockets going off in those triggers yeah who we that's why right. they went wrong there yeah. uh no i think <laughs> i think you're right and and here's the thing you could still pre-order the place or the spider-man playstation 5 edition yeah like humble brag um i've pre-ordered three consoles and let me explain my madness. Let me explain the madness. Just I, has $1,500 just lying around. <laughs> I do not. Here's what I do. And I want to know if I'm the only one. In the you know, in the chat, in the description, wherever you can, let me know. At me, at Mr. Babbitt, or at, sorry, at Mr. Underscore Babbitt on threads. Here's the thing. I always pre-order multiple things if I really want the thing to make sure I get the thing. All right, cause no, I get that. Yeah. How many times have we broke news that like Walmart, you know, canceled yep. pre-orders or Best Buy it canceled pre-orders, right? Yeah. So uh, my anxiety that is always in me <laughs> goes, we need to make sure. So I was online at GameStop. I pre-ordered God knows how many of those controllers. Um, I think I got one at Best Buy, one at GameStop, one at Walmart, I think. And one on Amazon. Again, I really want those controllers, and I'm getting one from you. I'm getting one for my brother. Yeah. Getting one for myself. But if something fails, I got a fallback. So what I typically do is a week before the thing comes out, I know that it's shipped. Like, like they mm -hmm. have enough. Mm -hmm. And that's when I cancel a few. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not, I don't have $1,500 so, on me at so all. So you're the reason why Wario will tweet out the day before, hey, a few consoles are, are available yep. for purchase. Yep. Uh, okay. I am right. that guy. I am that guy. <laughs> I need to get the thing. My brother wants the PlayStation 5, so I want to make sure he gets one. And mm -hmm. I know we're going to be doing a really awesome giveaway in a few Ooh. months, but I want to make sure we have the PlayStation 5 before I can announce it. It's going to go yeah. to a good cause. So, like, I I want to make sure we get at least one because it's important. So. Mm -hmm. That said, I, you're right. Spider-Man PS5, man. Yeah, come on. Come on. That said, though, let's let's think let's think real hard about this. Do mm -hmm. you think the PlayStation Five, like, where do you think its lifetime sales are going to be? Ooh. When this whole thing's said and done, when the dust settles, when do you think? Now, will this include any? PS5 Pros, yeah. PS5 Slims, just all one... One big thing. Family. Yeah. Oh, man. We're at 40 now. At 40 right now. Think about it. I'm going to say... Just take a gander. Oh, my God. I don't even know if it's too low or not. I'm going to say 90 million. Oh, that is a tad low, I think. Yeah, I... see, that's... Yeah. I'm terrible at these number games. I know, I know. <laughs> I think the PS4 sold 117 million. Okay, that's kind of what I was yeah. trying to remember. And I think that's the ceiling right. the PS5 is going to hit. Okay, I can see that. I'll give a number like 105 to 110. Okay, yeah. yeah. Guess on just pure guesswork. That said, though, Wolverine comes out. Ooh that I think that's the wild card here is they've got some pretty big... Uh, IP outside of just gaming mm -hmm. where people are going to buy it just because, you know, their favorite comic book characters there. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, some people will buy two. Like, again, my yeah. brother. He loves Spider-Man, needs to get it day one. Yep. And and he's now he's the one that's strange. Because I'm like, you could have bought the covers. And he's like, I don't want the covers. I want the console. Mm. There's something he like. He wants the box, too. He's a real freak. So I've got to laugh when he opens it up and it's just the plates packaged already <laughs> singularly inside the box. <laughs> or like he gets like he gets ripped off and it's like, oh, what's it? Spooder man on it. <laughs> it's a little spooder symbol. <laughs> hey, guys, it's oh, that'd be fantastic. I'm just swinging around. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. We have uh, Mike Ray in the chat who's guessing 126 million. Ooh, we, you know what? All right. I like it. Mike Ray in the like chat. I salute you. I salute you. All right, Kyle. It's time to talk about the beeps, and I forgot I don't have the beep anymore. So that was going to be hilarious. There was no, going to be a chuckle. Beep. Oh, you heard the beep? I heard the beep. So if I say, you're going to hear it? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Well, then you know what? It worked. <laughs> Everybody back. laughed. Okay. <laughs> Andrew Heaton over at PS Lifestyle writes, PS5 beta update out today. New features detailed. There's going to be a limited rollout of a PS5 beta update, which Sony says is coming today. This beta patch will include some tweaks and new features for the current-gen PlayStation console. What's included in the update, you ask? In a recent post on the PlayStation blog, Sony says that, quote, invited participants from select countries, end quote, will be able to test the new PS5 update, which should be going live shortly. There are a bunch of things that are also being that are being included in this patch, including new accessibility features, such as being able to reassign a second controller to an account as an assist controller. Beta testers will also have the option of turning on haptic feedback for navigation around the PS5. There are also some social enhancements, such as allowing invitations into a closed party, quote, without automatically adding the player into the group or creating a new group, end quote. You'll also be able to more easily join friends in an activity. One other interesting new feature is the is the PS5 will now support additional SSD storage up to eight terabytes, which is double what was originally allowed. This is specifically for expanded M.2 hard drives, according to the blog post, and storage will need to meet requirements beforehand. There's a lot more that's being implemented with this latest beta update. However, it's worth reiterating that not all PS5 owners will get this patch rolled out to them just yet. There's no date set for when the update will be available on all consoles, but Sony says it plans on releasing it globally later this year. So keep an eye out for that. Those who have opted to be beta testers should re- should receive an email at some point if they've been selected to test out the new patch. It's me. I'm the beep. It's me. <laughs> I got in, Kyle. I'm a part of the beta. Um, it's funny. Oh, place- you're, you're beta? Yeah. Yeah, I'm Ooh. a beta. I'm a beta oh. boy, Kyle. I don't know. Okay. You know this. Okay. <laughs> I'll double down on the beta. Um, I like to watch my PlayStation get beeped, you know? Here's the thing, Kyle. <laughs> Remember I said not even 15 minutes ago, I'm the one that says something outlandish each and every week. <laughs> oh, boy. Remember that? <laughs> I do. <laughs> I remember. Um. What is the coolest feature out of here? Everybody's talking about the beeps and the, and the boops. The beeps and the boops, yeah. What What do you think, when you were reading this, the coolest feature is? Because to me, I think this this is actually kind of small. This is a pretty small It's update, not right? incredibly exciting to me. Yeah. Um, I already have an SSD in there, and it's doing a great job. 
so I don't think I need eight terabytes because yeah, I'm a physical media boy. Yeah. Um, honestly, I think it's kind of cool to put on haptics, just mess around with the, with the the menu and the dashboard and stuff. Yeah. I think that's sort of interesting. It's not like I'm going to sit there and just play around and not actually playing a game for hours. But, you know, it's cool, but it's fine. I actually, I really like the assist uh, feature. If it's working like how it says, it's like theoretically, you know, every time you're playing, you're watching your friend play a game and they're playing it bad. (laughs) Yeah, backseat driving. You want a backseat drive. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I let me be the student dri- like teacher, you know, like the student driver, whatever the hell it is. You know, the the teacher in the back. There you go, where he has like the brake. Give yep. me the brake. Where I go, eh, stop. You're do you you suck at this. Let me do this. So, I this is if it's out, yeah. you know, later this year when uh whatever we decide to do for extra life comes around. Mm-hmm. I can play a Souls game and you can be the assist controller and just dodge and parry. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'll be the dodge. That is actually a hilarious thing we need to do. Yeah. We need to make... Okay, so the trophy room extra make life note. extravaganza. <laughs> let's make a note. We're going to be half of each other's controller. <laughs> that and is And then amazing. I'll take over and I'll be in charge of jumping. Yes. <laughs> That's all I'll do. Oh my it's just God. jump randomly. You sold me on this even more. <laughs> that said, we do have a question that, about this uh, regarding mm-hmm. this update. Uh, if I could find... Oh, there you go. I got lost. Uh, Stingray X writes in, who's also in the chat. You could join us each and every Wednesday night over at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Wednesday. Or you can send us your question over at the Trophy Room Discord server. And Stingray asks us, how many relationships will that be saved from the new beep feature? Asking for a friend, Kyle. How many? How many people are getting saved here? How many you think? I can imagine a lot, but here, here's where I'm going to uh, self-deprecate here a little bit. Uh-huh. Sure. I've never had to worry about waking somebody up, putting, oh, no. <laughs> turning on my PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so, like, you know, it's not a big deal for yeah. me. Yeah. Um, but I can understand why I, I, we've had many people in the discord say, Oh, thank God. You know, mm. my, my wife, my partner falls asleep and sure. I want to play a game. The beep is going to turn uh, or, uh, wake them up. So like, it makes sense. Here's the thing, fellas, come on, gather around, right? And some ladies and some non-binary folk just gather around. Okay. I don't want to assume. How how light are they are, are they sleeping? Three beeps is gonna wake them up. Hmm? Come on, three beeps, three beeps. And you're like, whoa, whoa. like like you're like it, it's like it's like uh, what's your name, Sandy from SpongeBob waking up during hibernation? Like what what are we doing here? Three beeps, that's saving the marriage. If you're three beeps away from filing the papers, the beeps weren't the problem to begin with. <laughs> let's let's be real, okay? <laughs> right? <sighs> and if three little chirps, it's like, oh, but you don't understand. They're loud. Guys, come on. If you could fall asleep in a car, you know what I mean? And there's bumps and all that stuff. C- come on. Three beats. How do they survive during the, the jet plane noise from the PS4 right. era? Well, maybe it was like. Oh, was it gray noise, right? Oh, white noise. Yeah, white noise. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah maybe that's what it was. But come on, three beeps. Mm-mm. 
No, I don't. I don't buy it for a second. That said, M9 Prime writes in. Hey, Joe and Kyle. I hope you guys love this one. Oh God. Okay. I hope you guys are doing well and enjoying the summer so far. I mean, it's a little bit too hot. Uh, I personally am excited to be able to mute or turn down the beep on my PS5. In my house, I usually play when everyone is asleep, and my wife is a light sleeper. See, look at this. Three beeps. Uh, So she hears it turn on most nights. During the day, the beep signals to my wife that I am free. uh, Sorry, that I am free and have time to do more chores around the house. Though in an ideal world... It would be very cool to be able to use a custom sound. Uh, if custom sounds became a thing, what would your PS5 sound like on startup? Oh, this is so great. It would probably do the MGS uh, call ringer sound. Oh, that's great. Uh, from any Metal Gear Solid game. Mm-hmm. M9 Prime, I am so sorry that you live in a constant perpetual state of fear. <laughs> I am so sorry. Oh, my God. Run. (laughs) There's still time. Be free. Be free with beeps. Let your beeps run wild, all right? Oh, boy. You know, she hears one beep. I hear you could do some work around here. Oh, my God. Kill me now. (sighs) I bet she's great. I bet she's great. I'm not. I bet you're madly in love. We, we, I mean, I went through when I was a kid. Like, you sit down to play a game, and then all of a sudden, oh, the dishwasher's got to get done, or you got to take the trash out. Sure. Oh, we got a vacuum. It always happens when you, you start playing a game. And here's That's where true. we learned Joe didn't do chores. <laughs> Spanish mothers, y'all know what it is. <laughs> you know, my no, my mom is so inept when it comes to technology. She couldn't tell you a beep or a boop from Bob. You know, like she couldn't tell you <laughs> what's going on. All right, she calls. Here's here's how inept, how inept my mom is at oh, technology, man. okay? Mm-hmm. She calls Alexa Siri and Siri Alexa all the time. All right? That's how my my mom can't even get the names right. So uh I was pretty it was pretty free reign. She knows okay. I think when it came to my childhood, if she knew I was silent, that means she gets to pester me. Ah. And that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. But I think the worst of it is actually now that I'm thinking back on it, Kyle. Remember when you would fake sick from school? Oh yeah, all the time. And you try to sneak in some video games. Oh, I didn't sneak in. I played all the time. Nope, Commandant Badbit over here. She would make sure I am sick in bed, uh, and I have to sneak. Me, was Was Mama Badbit home all the time? Yeah, Mama Badbit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, okay. The, so oh man, my, I was gonna go real dark at the beginning of that joke. Don't, but, uh, don't, <laughs> don't, don't, don't. You know. uh, my parents were off to work for most of the day, yeah. and I was home alone, so I got to do whatever I wanted. Yeah, my mom could never keep a job because she was a chatty Kathy. Mm. You know, we need to get you and her on a podcast. On <laughs> no, <Patreon>. we don't. <laughs> oh, well, oh yeah, we Patreon do. that works. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah. What type of sound would you like out of this bad boy when you're turning it oh. on? There's there's only one PlayStation sound that I miss so much. Mm. Give me that PlayStation One startup sound. <laughs> yeah, I want it. Right. I want it back so bad. Yes, I like that. Not yeah. where my mind went. <laughs> Where'd your mind go? I was thinking as you were saying this, I'm like, that is a great because it's great. Even the PS2 sound 
iconic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But then I was thinking, I love messing with people so much. I have a feeling I know where you're going. I, you wouldn't be, like, you wouldn't be able to, you wouldn't, like, I'd end friendships. Like, uh-huh. my brother has a PS5 downstairs. I would make, like, every time he turns it on, like, I just, like, wh- whatever it is, USB in the back of this thing, make a suggestive moan. <laughs> you know? Oh, okay, so it's close to what I thought it what was. What were you thinking? What were you thinking? A certain uh, adult website uh, startup sound. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, stop right there. Even better than I was thinking. Because <laughs> I was just thinking, hey, but like you got it. Yeah, no. You got it. Mm-hmm. Really got him in trouble. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is excellent. That is. Yeah, actually, let's do that. Custom beeps and boops. <laughs> I'm, I'm never boom. letting you anywhere near my PlayStation. <laughs> you shouldn't. <laughs> you shouldn't. No way. All right, Kyle. Listen, let's get the beeps and boops out of here. Let's talk about something that just irritates me at this point. <laughs> All right? That's one last beep for the road. Let's talk about the next story on the list. I'm sorry. Ever since I saw Jadis in chat say, your beeps sound like you're scanning at a grocery <laughs> store, I can't not hear it that way. <laughs> Um, uh, Chris Scullion over at VGC writes Star Wars Jedi Survivor will be coming to PS4 and Xbox One Although no release date has been suggested, the company revealed the news during its Q1 2024 earnings call. Quote, Star Wars Jedi Survivor is pure blockbuster entertainment rooted in a timeless culture-defining IP, CEO Andrew Wilson said during the call. Our team at Respawn proudly launched this title to critical acclaim and commercial success. Millions of players have already engaged with the game, making this one of the biggest events in the Star Wars galaxy this year. Thanks to the strength of this legendary franchise and community demand, our development team has committed to bringing this Jedi experience to PS4 and Xbox One. Over the coming year, we will harness the community's passion and capitalize on key Star Wars franchise moments to drive continued engagement for this incredible game, end quote. EA credited Star Wars Jedi Survivor as one of the main reasons for its record-breaking Q1 earnings, as well as the continued success of FIFA 23. Uh, And you can hear our uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor spoiler cast with community members uh, Katie and Jedi Master Ren. Like we do each and every month now, we bring the community in to literally join us on our shows. But I would be remiss to talk about this right here right now. Why? How's that going to work? Let it die. Kill it if you have to. When are we going to let go of the PS4, man? I, it's It's not even that. It's just our issues with the current gen with this game i don't understand how they could make it work for last gen yeah and make it make it a quality product if i'm if i'm lagging every time i hit a waterfall on my ps5 yeah yeah, my thing might (laughs) self-destruct if i'm waiting 15 seconds to enter the saloon yeah what on ps4 is going to be 30 to 40 seconds no thank you no way it's at at this point, I would love to see, I'd love to be like the fly on the wall of just like how many PS4 units still sell to make this actually worth it. It couldn't be that much. Yeah. You know, like, and that, yeah, go for that's it. That's not to say like, I mean, the PS4 is specifically, it's still a powerful thing. Like sure. in the last year of its life cycle, it gave us 
Last of Us Part Two, Ghost of Tsushima, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Those things did extremely well and ran perfectly on those for the most part. So it probably can handle it, but I just... Why not put that effort into a new game or or put people over on Outlaws or like... I well, know, I know it's super different. Soft. I know it's different. Okay, oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. See, my brain's all over the place. Uh, you know, go make a new Titanfall game. Like I, yeah. I don't. It seems like a waste of time. Yeah, if I'm I, honest. Because like, yes, I understand. Like this is, uh, I think, still Unreal Four, right? So like, it could run on a PS4 and Xbox One for all we know. I'm no dev, and obviously it can if they're trying to make it. But at the same exact time, like it got so much you know flack for it not being polished on current gen consoles like why not just make the experience better on the current gen consoles that people are buying in droves anyway it doesn't make sense to try to i don't know like none of this makes sense and it goes back to the point of like people are dying for true next gen experiences and i feel like and playstation podcast so you know, please note that the, one of the only developers seemingly doing that is like at this point, it is like PlayStation. And even then, that's a stretch to say that because we mm. just got done with all the PS4 slash PS5 like ports. And now we're f- finally seeing Spider-Man 2 being a PlayStation native PS5 native game. So even then, not now that's even me being too generous. There still hasn't been anyone that's doing it on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, I just let this, let the, let the past gens die, dude. It just, I don't know. Which, seeing, seeing this is just irritates me. And, and, and I agree now. And like, if people have listened to us for a while, I, I was on the, on the side of like, I'm okay with cross gen things. Cause there's millions of players on there, but that was like right when the generation started, we're now, when this game comes out next early next year. If it does hit early next year, it will be officially three years yeah. of PS5 and, and Series X and all that stuff. So I I feel like that's the mark where we you got to push forward yeah. and not where and kind of like get on board with the with the, the with with the times, quote unquote. Like, yeah, we have the PS5, it's Spider-Man 2, uh uh, um, um, oh my god, uh, Final Fantasy 16, like yeah. all these great true next gen things, including Jedi Survivor, which looks real pretty on PS5. Uh, so, like, just come come on over, come on, man. Now, Vex yeah. in, in the chat does make a really good point. They're probably making a PS4 version so that they could easily point it, uh, port it over to Switch 2, which will probably in the range of a PS4. So, like, yeah, keeping that in mind. Yeah, I would That's maybe maybe there is a switch to whatever Nintendo's calling it that we're going to buy and then yeah. play again. Like even it better I be mean, called Super Switch. It better. It better. The name's <laughs> right there Nintendo. Come on. Come on. Let's <laughs> do like even my brother who is a huge Arkham fan loves those games. Yeah. He is going to pay the Nintendo tax to play them again on on Switch. And I'm like, "Dan, you know they're like 5 bucks on PlayStation Plus right now." He's like, all right, I don't care. I want to play on my Switch. Yeah. And so, it's like, maybe there is something there. Maybe there's other hardware that we don't know about that's yeah. maybe causing this as well. But uh, 
Greg McDonald in chat also says, come pry my PS4 and its custom <laughs> themes and folders for my cold, dead hands. <laughs> Gladly, Greg. <laughs> Gladly. <laughs> Mr. McDonald, you're out of here. Um, yeah, no, I, it's time. And listen, themes are great and folders are great. Sure, yeah. Let's, let's bring them. Yeah, let's bring them over. It'll still be there. Yeah. Just, you know. Not so much themes. Themes could like also go the way of the dodo. If I'm being real, if I'm being again, real. every game has its own little splash screen. It's now it's nice. Just give me the folders. It's pretty good and music. So, you know, it's pretty great. Yeah, it's nice. You know, it's a little. I don't know. That said, Kyle, it's time to get into the main topic of the night. Are you ready? Yes. All right. It is August as of recording. I did the only podcast, and you should never date your podcast. But here we are dating it. August second, twenty twenty three. Future Joe, At how's the future going? PM. That's right. EDT. EDT, baby. Earth defense time. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you are tired. I love tired, Kyle. Kyle, it's time to talk about our most anticipated PlayStation games for this holiday. It might as well be for the rest of the year. There are so many games still coming out, still slated for this year. Even making this list, it was difficult just because the sheer amount of games. So let's, let's like, you know, nail it down to about five or six of our most anticipated games coming to PlayStation 5 with an asterisk. We will have an honorable mention section for non-PlayStation games and games that we're going to we're going to wait on, right? We're going to sit on. They're not a day one buy, and we'll get into the reasons as to why. So, Kyle, I want you to start us off. What's the first game on sure. your list, and why is it there? Um, and it's also worth to note that Joe pressured me into not writing the same as his, so there's going to be a bunch of titles to look forward to. I like this. This is great. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just saying. So, like, you know, there won't be overlap, even though I'm super excited for most of Joe's list. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, we're a month away. It's coming to PC tomorrow as of this recording. Oh. Baldur's Gate 3. Are you kidding me? Oh. I'm so excited to play. I've been, I have been. I played the early access first when it came out on PC. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't know that. Just for a little bit, just to yeah. get a feel for it. Because I, I never played a Baldur's Gate, but that was like when I was first getting into D&D a little bit more. And this uses that system. And uh, I just had a great, great, great time, mm. um, even in, with my little bit of time. So the fact that it's coming to my preferred platform in PlayStation, I am all in. So you're so saying going to be playing Starfield. Yeah. I'll be playing Baldur's Gate. You'll be playing that. We have Starfield at home. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Kyle, there's something in my loins that gets me excited about this game that I'm about to share first. And. Mm-hmm. It's not, listen, it's not for me to claim that I'm the big indie guy here on the show because everybody knows that's Uh, the case. Everybody knows I'm the indie guy here. Sure. Yep. There's something about Sea of Stars, dude. (laughs) I know you're the one. I'm literally wearing a Play More Indies t shirt on right now. (laughs) And I couldn't be more full of shit right now. (laughs) But I'm not the indie guy, right? Like, I'm not here playing all the games, getting emotional. I'm not a sad boy. I'd like to live in the here and the now, the optimism that is. Um, Sometimes forced, most of the time. But Sea of Stars just looks astounding. Mm -hmm. And again, I've never even played Chrono Trigger, which apparently this game is um, 
takes a lot Very of inspiration by. Yeah, yeah from but there's just something about this game that has me enamored like i played the demo i loved it and I oh think, you did was that recent no that was when it first was announced on nintendo switch oh sweet okay and i put it here on on the list because i may just play this on nintendo switch when i'm at work and i got some free time to kill oh that's smart yeah but it's also on playstation plus extra day one day one and it makes me think maybe maybe this could be my project q light you know game Ooh. so that's why sea of stars is going to be here because i really i don't i don't know what it is about it man it just looks just so darn special so yeah sea of stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for sure definitely i'm very excited what about this next game that you got it's interesting oh, interesting Let's go Mortal Kombat 1, baby. Oh, really? Mortal Kombat yeah. 1. Okay. Not a fighting game person at all, but mm-hmm. every single ounce of gameplay, of new characters, just a second of gameplay. I'm so excited. I used to play Mortal Kombat all the time mm-hmm. at uh, <clears throat> back when I wasn't allowed to come home straight away from <laughs> school. I'd go to a babysitter's. Oh. Um, I would play Mortal Kombat on Genesis with, with the, the family there um, after homework, of course, which sucked. Sure. But I, I love a good Mortal Kombat. And I like that. Kyle, do your homework, and then you can rip little Jake's head off in Mortal exactly. Kombat. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, it just looks amazing. Okay. Uh, NetherRealm knows how to make a fighters look good, and this just looks yeah. stellar. Yeah. I'm going to tell you one that I am super pumped for, Kyle. And I'm... As much as I love some of the games in this franchise, I'm not usually a day one on them at all. Uh, I'm usually a wait type of guy when it comes to anything really Ubisoft. But Assassin's Creed Mirage has me sold on two things in particular. Actually, three things. Um, I think the location's awesome. Like, we're going back to the Middle East. We're going to the Mm -hmm. Tigris and Euphrates for this one. Um, And... For me, I'm like, that is an awesome setting that we don't get to see explored in video games. Usually video games, it's like, I don't know, uh, London, New York, Japan, then Australia, because we're going to get exciting with it. You know what I mean? It's tropical themed. And LA. Or LA, depending on the game. And I Mm -hmm. love to see the variety of like, yeah, there's more really cool cities with really neat architecture in them and i think assassin's creed lends itself so well to go yeah let's go you know explore you know the, you know the persian empire for a little bit like that mm-hmm. has me really excited so i think assassin's creed mirage has me just on the location alone but then knowing that it's going back to its roots and i know so many assassin's creed yep. fans are excited by that and it's mm-hmm. not as like simple as it once was where it's like just tag everybody with your with your eagle eye because they'll actually shoot it down this time um so like focusing on stealth as i've been getting older i've been caring more and more about doing things stealthily so i think for the first time assassin's creed actually has its hooks in me to go joe you're going to buy this day one and yeah. not to mention to go back on the conversation we had starting the show where they're like, this is a 20 to 25 hour game. That is a perfect length of, of a video game for me. Yeah. I have no more time for 90 plus hour games if they're not from software. I ain't got time for it. Like, and that was the reason why I jumped Says off. The man my who just said he played 200 hours of Diablo. 
I'm also known to be a hypocrite from time to time, Kyle. I'm not perfect. <laughs> but like that does sound great with all these other stellar yeah. games that we're already talking about and coming out soon. So yeah. Yeah, going back to the roots is my huge selling point and why I'm excited for it. Also, I will have you know, when I did do Diablo for 200 plus hours, I wasn't working 60 hours a week, right? (laughs) Okay. I'll have you know that's where I put my my foot down. All right, Kyle, what about you, sir? Oh, man. Let's go go a little creepy and scary. Let's go Alan Wake 2. Ooh, spooky. I have fallen in love with Remedy. Um, since Control, which is one of my favorite games of all time, if you haven't caught on yet. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I played a little bit of Alan Wake when the remaster came out. Was that last year? Yeah. Two years ago? No, no, perhaps two years ago. Time's in the nickel. Wow, that's that's wild. Yeah. Um, And had a good time with it. Didn't finish it, but this just looks... Eh, come on. Remedy knows how to make a good-looking game, and uh, the, the scares look great. I'm excited to learn about these new characters, um, including the return of uh, one Alan Wake. And I forgot what the other character's name is called. Do you know off the top of your head? No, I do it's, not. It's a it's a very unique name. It is a very and unique it's... name. Um, I, I'm really interested in this as well, because, again, in my old age, I'm getting more and more into horror and more and more into horror games. Shout out to you, Dead Space, the OG. Love you so much. So knowing that this is going to embrace its horror elements, and it seems like it has a very Resident Evil 2-esque way of like a dual campaign with two protagonists has me interested. Um, And I am planning on, before I pick up Alan Wake 2, I'm planning on playing and beating the first game, so I'm not going in blind. Yeah, after the two. And uh, thank you, Jacob and chat. But yeah, it's Saga is the other character. Saga. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Like that Senua, but we can't talk about her anymore. Nope. Mm -mm. Can't talk about that brilliant goddamn game. All right. Kyle, is it, it's not really, I'm not breaking the rules if I'm excited for a DLC, right? If I'm excited for an expansion, that's a video game. Yeah. I mean, Burning Shores was incredible. Yeah. But I'm way more excited for Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. I am so pumped for this game. I'm excited for Dogtown. I'm excited to see Idris. Idris Elba. You know he's in a video game called Phantom Liberty? Did you tell your mom? I should tell her. I should tell her, huh? I should run over there. I should tell her. Well, not now. uh, I mean, yeah, I know. We got to show the record, but maybe she gets excited. Maybe she looks at, what's a cyberpunk? Oh, they got blades going where? Um, (laughs) But yeah, no, Uh, I'm excited for this to see this being talked about as like cyberpunk 2.0. That's what gets me excited. Like this is like, they're fixing so much of the base game ahead of launch that they know that this is, this could be the thing that, you know, builds that, that redeeming chapter of cyberpunk though. I think it's already been redeemed. I think this is going to be the thing people remember as, Oh, right. This is what cyberpunk is. So I think it's going to change its reputation with cyberpunk phantom Liberty as a huge fan of the original. Um, and who have platinumed, or sorry, the original, the base game, who has platted it last year. I, I love it. I think it's stellar. Go buy this game. Please, for the love of God. But yeah, Phantom Liberty yeah. on that list, baby. Oh, boy. What is this, number four? Uh, I think at this point, number six. Number six on the list. 
Oh, yeah, but... Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's go to 10. Let's go to 10. Let's Numbers. get crazy. No, I know. I thought it was 5 to 5. Uh, five for you, five for me, and I said th- it doesn't matter. It's all right. Um, which one do I want to highlight in in the main? I don't know, the man. main ones. I don't know. Uh, one that I hope comes out this year doesn't have a date yet. Oh my god, tell me about it. Man, the plucky squire looks so oh, damn charming and okay. fun. And uh, if you're not familiar with it, think of. Um, Mario Odyssey, some okay. of the levels there where you can hop from the old school Mario and hop out of the tube, and it's like seamless from the 8-bit 2D to 3D, and in this one, you're popping out of books, and you're running around on the desk, and everything's in 3D, but then you can hop into like a mug with a scene on it and, and platform around there, or uh, actually do some gameplay in a storybook setting where everything mm. looks hand-drawn and, and colored in, and it just looks so delightful and so yeah. cool, and I just want to play it so bad. Yeah. Uh, Devolver, tell me a date, please. <laughs> please. <laughs> uh, here's a game that I really, uh, you know, I can't wait. And um, color me a fool, Kyle, because I tried to go find the pre-order, the, the, the special edition, as soon as I could, and I failed. That oh, is okay. Armored Core 6. Oh, yeah. From Software has never let me down. They have not let me down since Dark Souls, and they they will not now here. Nay, you know I'm um, I've been seeing a lot of people go back to games like Sekiro, which are much more linear for From Software and incredibly action focused. I mean, it is at the end of the day an action game. There's really there's like RPG ish elements, but it's an action game, and I think it is one of the best action games ever made. And to see the new From Software go back to an IP that is obviously special to them, that is Armored Core, has me excited to see this game uh, and to get my hands on it for the first time. So I am going to be a newcomer to this series, uh, but it just goes to show how much faith I have in this developer. They have not steered me wrong yet that I see everything from this game going, yes, all of this, please. So, yeah, that's that's what I want. Uh, Armored Core. Let's go. I'm, and depending on how good that game is, honestly, mm-hmm. Starfield may have to wait. Like that's, like that's where I put. And it's no no diss to like Bethesda, but like that's how high of a pedestal I put on, from software on. I just love them so much. That said, Kyle, would you read your next uh, pick here? Because there's a knock at my door, and it is the witching hour. Which alarms me. A bedroom door or outside door? Outside door. Huh. Yeah, you go take care of that. I'm hearing a ring. I don't don't know if you guys heard that. So, I don't know. Maybe a Jehovah's Witness. But uh, maybe... Okay. Have fun. Maybe someone finally found my assassination coordinates. (laughs) Maybe. That'd be wild. Uh, Yeah, so my next one, I mean, you've heard me clamber for it. Shout it from the rooftops, demand that it happens, and I finally got it. Star Ocean, the second story R, is finally coming. You know damn well I'm going to be putting in so many hours and replaying this game over and over and over again. Star Ocean, the second story, is one of my favorite RPGs of all time. 
It stands uh, toe-to-toe with the, the Final Fantasies of that era, the PS1 era, many other uh, uh, RPGs since then. And it was the only Star Ocean game that you could not play on current consoles, and that has now been rectified now. Um, Claude, Reyna, Ashton, Precious, uh, Leon, all s- some of my favorite characters, Celine in RPGs, and I am super super pumped to see that not only am i getting these familiar locations i'm getting the characters back but back but they all look super super cool and updated like the hd 2d kind of style he's always had you're muted hello everybody (laughs) welcome to the show special guest uh mama bad bit let's tell the i want to let you know for the thousands of listeners that are listening in right now Aegis Elba is going to be in a video game. Ooh, be still my heart. <laughs> oh, he is so fine. I know. Here. Here's your medicine, all right? When's it coming out? Uh, September 27th. And what's the name of it? Cyberpunk Phantom... Sorry, Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty. Oh. So it's Aegis Elba Do- and Keanu Reeves. Oh, my gosh. I know, yeah. Where does, good. So I know Aegis is number one on the hot meter. Uh-huh. Where does Keanu fall on the hot meter for I, I you? In, in those movies he makes. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, well, he's not really my type. Okay. But he's... You can picture a future. Yes, I could picture a future with Keanu. My favorite thing I'm is Mama Vivit closing her eyes as she's trying to rank yeah. them. I know. She's imagining <laughs> she's them. She's imagining them. <laughs> All right, Mama Babbit. Have a fun one. Please don't put the TV Bye, too long. Bye. Yeah. Oh, look so at her. She's sweet. being there. I know. Now you go. All right, Mama Babbit. <laughs> Thank you say? for being on. You're welcome. She, she said you're very sweet. Oh, she couldn't hear a word nice. that you were saying. Yeah, no, that's fine. I love how she didn't realize I had a beard. I know. That was weird. She was at the door with the dog. <laughs> she forgot oh. the keys and someone locked the door. <laughs> Poor thing. Oh, no. Jeez. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. All right. What was the game that you were talking about there? Oh, Star Ocean. I already, I already oh. you know, gushed about it yeah. finally being here. I feel so. you. I feel you. Uh, what's what's going to be my next game here? What's going to be? I don't know. That was my fifth, by the way. That was your fifth? Okay, okay. Let me do the last... Or actually, let's just do honorable mentions at this point, right? Or I got one more. I started, so you got one more. Oh, I got one more. Um, Let's do... Let's do Lies of P. I was debating either this or Avatar, but I want to give the little guys a shout-out. Yeah. What's that, Kyle? Okay, you're just missing a very big one that I didn't say because I thought you were going to say it. Oh, no, I want to say that one together. Oh, okay. For, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Forgiven. Forgiven. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I want to give the little guys a shout out here. Lies of P looks phenomenal. It yes, is a it love does. letter to Bloodborne. We've talked about it on this show of like, this is, if we're never going to get a Bloodborne 2 or a Bloodborne remake, this is the we have Bloodborne at home, but it is, it is a solid... Uh, this is the Hydrox successor. to an Oreo. Exactly. It's the same thing. <laughs> There's just different logos on it. Yeah, um, it's Pinocchio. Yeah, it's Pinocchio, baby. So, Lies of P, that is, I know that's coming to Game Pass, but my heart, I can't do a Souls like on an Xbox controller. It's, yeah, yeah no, uh-uh, I couldn't do that. So, Lies of P, that's going to be probably a day one for me as well. Mm-hmm. That said, we got some honorable mentions. 
before yep. we talk about the number one game that everybody's the most anticipated for, take yeah. a hint, you know? Yeah. Uh, Kyle, let's start with your honorable mentions. Take them away. Sure. Uh, it, it's a very close one uh, mm-hmm. to release. I have a couple that are coming out very soon that I'm excited for. Uh, Stray Gods, the role-playing musical. Ooh. Um, stellar class. Uh, ca- class. Stellar cast. Um music by austin winery who is legendary um it is essentially like a telltale game but it's a musical and it gives me a lot of um wolf among us vibes a little bit um because it does have to do again with gods and 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 powerful people um oh yeah so it's yeah it is like a telltale uh what is it um oh my god what's the name of it Wolf Among Us. Oh, oh, you said Wolf Among Us? Oh, I'm so yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry. I was thinking of the, okay. of the cast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The cast has got like Laura Bailey, mm-hmm. uh, Ashley Johnson's in it, Troy Baker. Um, uh, there's too many. Yeah. Um, but it, it's it's stellar. It's coming soon. It's coming everywhere. Uh, give it a, give it a give it a try if okay. if you like m- musicals or you like that telltale um kind of style of game. I like it. I like it. Uh, my next one on the list, list here is X Defiant, which I'm pretty sure will be like a free-to-play game when it finally releases. Mm-hmm. I have yet to try this game out, um, if it is the quote-unquote like COD killer or whatever. I, but I've heard nothing but great things about it. I want to get my hands on it myself. And knowing that it's not just like a typical team deathmatch, that there's like, like, uh, like payload-like modes to it so it's gonna keep it fresh akin to like an overwatch has me excited that that's what i'm gonna keep an eye out for sure mm-hmm. what about you sir uh next on my list is another uh close game i'm actually really excited to play immortals of avium oh really as just like a uh you know first person shooter with magic and uh it, it's not gonna probably be a game of the year contender or anything like that but i'm just excited for a good old-fashioned first-person shooter uh in the likes of um a bioshock or a singularity when it comes yeah. to like using powers or whatnot in, in that setting and it's really interesting that like this is a first-person shooter that's not going to be like a multiplayer like FPS, yeah you know single player focus just yeah. get me in there and, and and let me do my thing yeah and and for me it's like it's you don't see a lot of those you're right like you, you'll get a bioshock you'll get a doom but like you don't see too many of those so yeah let's yeah, yeah let's go for it uh next on the list for me is metal gear solid master collection volume juan uh one yeah i'm really interested to dive into the metal gear collection the only problem is it's coming out in the middle of all these holiday games. So to me, this is mm-hmm. a, when we're on break in December slash early January, this is probably the games, the collection I'm going to, you know, spend a whole lot of time into. It just, I don't know at this very point in time that it's going to steer me away from something like a Assassin's Creed or an Alan mm-hmm. Wake or even like a, mm-hmm. a you know, cyberpunk if I'm still playing it. So yeah. Yeah. It's it's gonna be hard to to play that with in such a crowded field, but I'm just it. excited. Like I'm gonna have them on current consoles for yeah. me to play whenever I have time. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. All right, Kyle, what's your last honorable mention here? Sir? Oh, I, oh boy, can I just rattle off the other ones and not go full in on them? Yeah, just yeah, more than well, one. yeah, just list their names. Go for it. 
Sure. Uh, Blasphemous 2, just played the first one. Excited for the sequel. Goodbye, Volcano High, another Telltale narrative-focused thing. It's really, really cool. Um, oh, my God. Helldivers 2, if it hits this year? I don't know. I was surprised that you didn't you didn't take that, to be honest. I was expecting you to take it. Oh, I did take it. It's honorable mention. I but, mean, I, uh, I thought it'd be on the list list, but okay. Yeah, uh, I'm excited for it. Right. Uh, I just We haven't seen a whole lot of it. Yeah. And we're now in August. True. Year's coming close to the end, so I don't know. Uh, <laughs> c- cocoon. Oh. Can't wait to be so confused in Cocoon. Like it. And uh, did I get them all? I think that was it. Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, to me, I'm also excited for Helldivers 2. From what I've seen and from what we've heard from the blog post, I'm excited. But you're right. I need to see more of it. You can't just yeah. give me like a minute clip and go, are you excited for it? Huh? Yep. Mm-hmm. That's that's only gonna work for Spider Man because I know what that game is. I don't Absolutely. know what this new vision of Helldivers truly is. So to me, I'm excited. I just need to see more of it, and hopefully, it's it's gotten rated somewhere. So let's let's get this game. But also, PlayStation, please be smart with it as well. Don't launch this in October. Don't even launch it in mm-hmm. November. Hell, I would say it doesn't have to come out this year. It could be somewhere. It early 2023 like get it away from your call of duties your ex defiance out there and it and it will yeah. do well i think mm-hmm. all right the last one for me is not a playstation game in the slightest um in fact it was going to be one day and then one day it was not <laughs> someone decided you know what we'll just make this exclusive while expanding it to more platforms but then you know alienating the platform that this game was supposed to be on and that this mm-hmm. studio is made for decades at this point. Cool. Starfield, baby. I just wanted to rub a little salt in yeah. the wound. You know, I, I can't you. help it. I, I can't you. help it. But I'm I'm actually getting more excited for Starfield as the days go by. You know, my my still my apprehension on it is we still haven't seen the you know a solid. Here's a ten minute you know stay to play like deep dive on what you're doing on this game. Like here's a here's how a mission plays out, which does get me a little concerned. But hearing that I get to make my own starship, I get to name it whatever I want. Luke's mom is the top contending title, um, and I get to make like have my own crew. And when I hear it's like, uh, you know, you could be like a Han Solo esque character. That's all I really want out of video games at this point. That's why I'm mm-hmm. so excited for for Star Wars Outlaw because I want that smuggler like you know like gameplay. Experience. That's what I would aim to be. Yeah. yeah. And for me, the other big pull is knowing that this is going to be able to be played on cloud at day one. From what I'm aware, has me really intrigued that I'll be able to play this wherever. So yeah. as I'm getting more and more into mobile gaming. I'm getting more and more intrigued. What's that squeakiness? Who's Kyle? Is that thing going on? I don't, it's nine o'clock at night. Yeah, tell me. The hose spigot is right here outside. Kyle. I don't know why they're turning the water off. Well, no, we were refilling the pool. We're oh, it, so. okay. I, all right, but yes, that was the squeaking. My apologies. No, that's. I thought you were. I thought there was like <laughs> you like, thought Jiminy was back and came came prepared. Even worse, you were being haunted by ghouls and goblins. <laughs> <laughs> You're being visited, Kyle. <laughs> So yeah, oh Starfield would be my honorable, my last honorable mention for sure. Sweet, I'm uh, shocked you didn't say Lords of the Fallen. I feel like that's your kind of thing. 
It's because the first one was like, I, I've seen the gameplay for Lords of the Fallen 2. I still, I need to see the reviews drop on that before I'm 110% down. Because okay. this was one of the first like, oh, we're going to take on Souls games. And that did not go mm-hmm. down well. Yeah. So I'm intrigued, but I can't say that I'm day one on it. Because again, there's just so many games coming out. So yep. I might mm-hmm. just be busy. That sure. said, Kyle, uh, on the count of three or on three, we're going to talk about our most anticipated game or just say the name of it. You ready? Yeah. Yep. One, two, three, Spider-Man, Spider-Man two. Spider-Man two. It's a no brainer. You it's think we were going to not say it? <laughs> come on. Yeah, Come on. You know, it was Spider-Man day yesterday and we had a, we oh, had a little, yeah, we had a little celebration at work as well. Oh, cool. Which I just then introduced all my coworkers to the Spider-Man 2 trailer. Oh, okay. And everybody thought it was real neato. So there you go. Oh, very Love cool. Spider-Man. Can't get enough. Yeah. I, I At this point, I don't want to see anything else, honestly. I'm good. I trust. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, one comment from the Green Gorilla Gamer about his most anticipated game. He goes, I know everyone... Uh, is hyped for Spidey, same as me. I'm still pumped for Alan Wake 2, Armored Core, and Avatar. But can we put some respect on the return of the man, the myth, the legend himself, Metal Gear Solid Master Collection Volume 1 coming out in October? I'm just so damn happy to get to experience where this franchise started. Thank you guys for chatting with me over the weekend. Well, thank you for chatting with us, buddy. Hashtag 79 days until Spider-Man 2. Should we have a countdown? We could. We could. I was just doing the math of... uh... I, I wish we were recording oh. on 69 days still, but we won't. Uh, it'll be 69 it. days in our heart. But, I mean, we're definitely going to tweet it out, so just yeah. be prepared, everybody. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're going to zed it out. Yeah. Sure. Uh, who? <laughs> All right, Kyle. It's finally time <sighs> to get into some flashies. Got to go. Got to run fast. <sighs> really got to sit by <sighs> this one. All right, ready? Okay. Callisto Protocol developer Striking Distance Studios lays off 32 employees. This comes from Matt Wales over at Eurogamer. Striking Distance Studios, the developer behind last year's sci-fi horror, The Callisto Protocol, has laid off 32 employees amidst efforts to, uh, quote, realign the studio's priorities. In a statement provided to IGN, the developer wrote, Striking Distance Studios and publisher Crafton have implemented strategic changes that realign the studio's priority to better uh, position its current and future projects for success. Unfortunately, these changes have impacted 32 employees, honoring the invaluable contributions to each departing team member with material support in the form of outplacement services and meaningful severance packages is our top priority during this difficult moment. As reported by the VGC, a number of affected employees began publicly uh, discussing the layoffs on social media prior to striking distance official announcement sucks yeah it's a bummer and it sucks that people work so hard they Mm -hmm. crunch too on top of that Mm -hmm. which apparently they did before this game came out um and damn you're still seeing more and more of these closures more and more of these layoffs hit and happen of course we hope for a speedy employment for everyone um Mm -hmm. impacted by this It sucks because this game had so much, this franchise had so much potential Mm -hmm. and um, it really is 
from the the folks up top as to why I feel like this game couldn't be a success. It's it's a real damn shame. I don't know if yeah. you have anything to add. No, I mean, yeah, it's a bummer. Um, it had so much promise, but even the the small amount that I played just it didn't feel great. Yeah, which 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 the dodging stunk. mechanic a detriment to that game. Yeah, yeah. sure. I would have loved to see them learn. I, this is not saying that there is not going to be a sequel. Who knows? Sure. I would have loved to see them learn and go all out in a potential sequel at some point. Yeah. I feel like where this game, I think, went wrong for me is it tried to be Dead Space, but then... or That too. Because this is the original team or, or the original yep. uh, uh, creators of. It's the bones of Visceral. Yeah. Like... They they they're like, hey, we are the former Dead Space people. We're making the scariest game that we know how to make because we we remember Dead Space. We want to make you know something mm-hmm. scary. We're bringing in all these horror experts and um, really hyping you up for the environments, the scares of this game. And I think two things happened. They tried to go too big, too fast. Like you know, let's get these known actors in here to play the parts. You know, let's mm-hmm. you know, let's get like you know that guy from Transformers in here. Like he yeah. doesn't need to be in here. Maybe like we could take whatever amount of money he could get and maybe throw it at another engineer or combat engineer in, in there to kind of sort Don't some things out. Yeah. Early on, this was also in the PUBG universe as it's, well. Yes. Yeah. So like for me, it's like the one problem with that game was. It, it cemented itself of we're go- we are Dead Space without the name, and then the beginning of that game it was it was not right yeah. like mm-hmm. like and then halfway through there's like this tonal change where it's like ah, psyched this is Dead Space so it's like it's it does this really <laughs> weird shuffle from the beginning to the middle and to the end and at the end of the day it wasn't it wasn't terrifying it was just gory it's kind of like Hostel it's like Hostel is not mm. scary it's just gore porn. And so, like, yeah, I get it. My guy can die, and he gets ripped apart and all that, and it's brutal, and it's badass for sure. But, like, let me get legitimately scared. I don't think that game did that, unfortunately. That said, the next story on the list, yeehaw, let's get it started. Let's get it started. Red Dead Redemption Remaster slash Remake is in the works. Uh, or is rumored to be in the works. This comes from Nintendo Life. Liam Doolin. I know Nintendo Life. That's where I went here. Interesting. Uh, eh, It's a choice. After the troubled release of the Grand Theft Auto trilogy, multiple platforms, including Nintendo Switch, it looks like Rockstar could potentially be remastering another one of its older titles. It seems like the 2010 Wild West release of Red Dead Redemption, starring James Marston, could finally be making a return. Last month, a Korean rating board listed a new version of the title, and this week, Rockstar rolled out a new website update referencing the possible remaster of the title, while also publishing a slightly updated logo. If you squint hard enough the corner of the logo, the trademark TM has been replaced with R for Red Registered. This is highlighted by Rockstar Games enthusiast and social media user Tez2. See, uh, interestingly, the Nintendo Switch is also one of the newly added platform buttons on the website, but it's also noted that this is a preview and not indicative of platform availability. Kyle, mm-hmm. Red Dead Redemption. 
Also, we all know you you met John. You said James Marston, but uh, d- I did. Funny. Yeah, yeah, my bad, James. Just Marston. saving you a little bit. Thank you, bud. Uh, so, Kyle, are you excited? Yeah. All right. I mean, similar to uh, like the the Metal Gear collection, I'm excited to actually like put in some significant time to to this. Not only is it a game that you love, and I want to know why you love it so much, yeah. but uh, it's regarded as one of the best open world games um yep. ever made so yeah i'm i'm into it if, if they could do a better job of the, than those gta uh cool. remasters yeah um then they're on to something and i i have hope i'm hoping that they've learned their lesson for it my only concern and i'm gonna be a hypocrite again is that this game comes out in the holiday season i oh, will yeah. buy it i will play it like Again, and I think it goes to say, like, Metal Gear Solid Collection, I don't have the nostalgia for it. I have the love for Red Dead. Yeah, you don't have the attachment. I don't have the attachment. So, like, Red Dead is legitimately, some. it's my top five favorite game of all time. Probably three up there. That's me with the Star Ocean second story R. Like, as soon as that comes out, I'm pushing everything to the side. I don't care. I'm playing that. And, like, if this thing has online, God forbid. No, it's, over. it's over. It's, it's over. over. <laughs> I won't even be hosting the show anymore. It's all yours, Kyle. You got Spider-Man the what? I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. Does, is there a Spider-Cowboy in it, like, in the movies? Uh, I'll <laughs> maybe play it then, but i am got to be a cowboy in, in, in this game. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I love this game so very much. Please. I, I, I just hope it's not, like, the lazy remaster that, like, we get haptics. Like, we get, like, some cool PS5 features. Um, but please give me more of this. <laughs> this is awesome. Give me a date. All right, Kyle. Last but not leastly, Final Fantasy fourteen. Uh, Dawn Tale is finally headed to Xbox. This comes from Ash Parrish over at The Verge. Critically acclaimed MMORPG Final Fantasy XIV is coming to Xbox. During the Final Fantasy XIV Fan Fest keynote, gaming, uh, sorry, Microsoft Gaming CEO Phil Spencer appealed, appeared to announce the news alongside game director Nakoti uh, Yoshida. Sorry, my, my nose is congested. It's messing up all my pronunciation. Quote, we wanted to bring the Xbox community to to your warriors of light together in a way that is safe, secure, engaging, and above all, fun, Spencer said. Since the game's launch in 2013, the MMORPG has only been available on PC and PlayStation. Coding to Yoshida, the biggest request from fans was to bring the game over to the Xbox platform. Now, this brings in a question from Katie, who writes in. So, with Square Enix getting friendlier with Xbox again, do you think they'll open the doors of for the future Final Fantasy titles to come to Xbox 7 Remake and 16? I feel that putting Final Fantasy 14 on Xbox is a test. Also, in regards to all roads lead to Square, do we think that this is still the case now that the specific relationship seems to be rekindled? Also, in regards to the most anticipated games still to come, all about that web swinging madman, baby. As always, love you guys. Take care, Kyle. This is the Ciao. end. This is the end, man. I'm just. Where's PlayStation at? Why aren't they buying Square? We said all roads lead to them. There seems like mm-hmm. there's some you know road closures here happening. Xbox. They said they ain't done with acquisitions. What if they buy Square? What if they buy Capcom? 
Will they buy the whole thing, Kyle? I'm scared. I'm nervous. Coddle me. What's happening? I don't know if I want to coddle you. I need to be coddled. At this point in time, Kyle? <laughs> um, I think it's cool. Yeah, I, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get in uh, uh, and and be like, boo. No, this is cool because FF14 is gigantic. Yeah. It is bigger than a uh, seven remake or a sixteen. And like the amount of money that pulls in for Square and the amount of players that are so dedicated to it, it's just absolutely wild. Um, I mean, it's been around since when? 2013. Yeah. Jeez, ten years. That's incredible that that's still being updated and being added to and and I think about is, all the content that they're going to have to port to Xbox 1, as well. 1000%. Yeah. yeah. It's it's really really fun and I'm happy that more people get to be to jump on uh the bandwagon for what is one of the best MMO RPGs ever. Well, I was expecting you to be a little frightened. Nah. What if Final Fantasy 7 remake comes to Xbox, Kyle? So what about 16, Kyle? What if 16 gets ported to Xbox? Uh, I don't know. More people get to accept the truth? I, but I, Kyle, it's it, these things can't be important to me unless someone else can't play them because unless they bought Unless it's a, mine. Exactly, yeah. It's mine and no one else's. I don't care. Same. <laughs> I don't let, care. let Xbox people play some remake. It was supposed to be like only a timed exclusive thing anyway. Yeah. So go let yeah. them have cake or whatever the saying well, the is. The only you know, issue I will well. have of it, yeah, is if they buy, if they, you know, Xbox buys Square, quote unquote, sure. and then they make like the next, the the last part of the remake trilogy exclusive to Xbox. Sure. Then I'll be mad. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's not going to happen. So no. I, I'm I'm okay. Yeah, I think all roads led to Square with their previous leadership. It uh-huh. seems like their new CEO is in, and hopefully they change their ways on like things like blockchain as well. So like, I think this has a lot to do with new leadership coming in and maybe wanting to uh, broaden their prospects and seeing maybe successes that were shared with Microsoft about like their competition with you know other franchises that are on that platform like Persona and they're going hey you don't want to miss out on this cash so come join us like there's no way on God's Green Perfect Earth that this game is not going to be a Game Pass game in my head it's like a shoe-in you know uh, so to me that's what I'm kind of thinking here is like this is definitely what Katie's saying it's a test. Hey, would someone who has, let's just say, Game Pass, or maybe it's not on Game Pass, and it's just, it's here. Are Xbox fans willing to spend for another subscription to an online game? Here's the test bet for that. And I bet yeah. that, you know, Phil and Square wrote some really nice, uh, you know, beautiful contracts that kind of eliminate a lot of the risk or apprehension Square has to publishing on that platform. Because again, if Call of Duty was almost taken away from them, uh, you know, because Activision wanted an 80-20 split. We'd have to assume that that may be the case for a you know Japanese company the likes of Square Enix that typically mm-hmm. sell really well on Nintendo and PlayStation platforms and not on Xbox. So I'm thinking they did, probably, you know, had a great deal. Yeah. Did, did they mention that um, 
on Xbox, are they going to still need to pay the monthly price to, p- yeah. to pay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They will. Okay, yeah. so that's, I mean, that's still a perk for PlayStation where you don't need that subscription to play. No, I think, no, no, I do think you do. I'm on I'm on the site right here. For users purchasing the PS5 or PS4 version of 14 online, 14 can be played without a subscription on PlayStation Plus. Up to Heaven Sword. Like, it's free oh, is there until a, a point. Okay. Yeah. It I just saved you that, three so really tricky, nasty tricky. comments. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, three. this is the official FF14 yeah. website, okay? Yeah. I played FF14 for a bit. It's pretty good. Did you? Yeah. I just don't like oh. how how it's zoned cuz it's kind of like Guild Wars zoned and I like the roller coaster vibe of like a World of Warcraft where not oh. every area I have to load in. It's like every continent I load in. So, it's mm. like a much broader space it feels more lived in. God forbid I use that phrase. Yeah, uh, excellent for <laughs> Xbox. This is a great get for them, and hopefully, this makes PlayStation make some moves that we've talked about previously. So I don't need to get right back into them. But yeah, awesome. All right, Kyle, it's time to flip the tab over to the multimedia tab. I've watched the Twisted Metal show, so you don't have to, Kyle. Uh, you want to ask it. me eventually? You want to ask me some questions about no. All the episodes are there. All ten. All ten are out there. Yeah. Okay. Um. I mean, let's rip the bandaid off. Okay. Are you having a good time, or is it too, for lack of a better word, cheesy to enjoy? I am on episode six, so I have not okay. watched the whole thing. I'm watching it with my best friend uh, mm-hmm. because she really, she really, I did not know this. She really excited for the show. Uh, oh, awesome. Yeah, and not like, again, she's not a gamer in the slightest bit. Yeah. But like Twisted Metal, she sees, uh, you know, Sweet Tooth, and she's in. She's she's weird with these clowns. Uh, they're her <laughs> zaddy, as, as the kids say. Oh, boy. I know. It's problematic. That said, though, um, I'm going to be real with you, Kyle. Again, I'm six episodes in. Yep. It's kind of like a Marvel show minus the budget. Like, they okay. don't have, you know, the big... I didn't forget what they even call the screens, but, like, they're not working in, like, the, the future dome where it's, like, a you know football field screen that they're working with, you yeah, know, yeah. and that, like, the sets just are there. No, no, no. The no, stuff no. the Mandalorian was shot on. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Um, it's, it's much more budget, and it's Peacock. So, like, yeah, you're not going to have, like, a Netflix budget. You're not going to have a Hulu budget or, you know, Disney mm-hmm. Plus budget. You're working with the confines of NBC, so take that as it were. For example, there's one of the headquarters, quote-unquote, that's, like, an obvious CG building. Like, why mm. couldn't you just find a damn facility? Yeah. It's, like, it's, oof, really not great. Um, yeah. And it's shot very close as well. Uh, it's something that Disney Plus shows do as well so that they don't have to zoom all out and you know pay for more sets. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same exact time, Kyle, as budget as this is, and at times, the acting is bad. From the extras, main cast fine. Okay. I am, uh, I'm surprised how much I'm enjoying it. That's amazing to hear. I'm so happy. It takes... Like, the first two, like, I'll be honest, first episode's rough. I didn't like it. And I was actually, I turned to my best friend. I'm like, you really, like, we could stop here. And she's like, oh, I liked it. Mm. Okay. All right. And then episode two, I'm like, you want to keep going? She's like, yeah. (laughs) 
Okay. And at epi- like at episode two where like spo- like just pre spoilers, you see you see Sweet Tooth. That's where I was like, Okay, I'm in. I'm I'm in t- for this ride that I'm about to go on. And then it doesn't like what I really like what they do is they don't again from where I am at right now, they don't rely on Sweet Tooth all the time. He's kinda like Darth Vader in a sense. Like when yeah. he's there it matters. Mm-hmm. The relationship between John Doe and Quiet, that's actually what I'm here for. Um, Anthony Mackie is fantastic. He really is, at the end of the day, the twisted metal equivalent of Deadpool. Like he's he's just really uh, quir- uh, like quirky. He's got all these gags and all these references to other things. He doesn't take anything serious. And then you have Stephanie Beatrice, which respectfully, um, she is an amazing actress, and. Her story, I am really interested in. And why she's called Quiet, I'm interested to find out more on her backstory and what she's about and their relationship as they go on the open road together. It's not akin to like the Joel and Ellie thing. (laughs) No way. They're two far more capable characters uh, than like an Ellie in this situation. But yeah. It is a post-apocalyptic road trip to, you know, get from point A to point B with the promise of, like, you know, an eternal reward. That's all I'll say. Yep. So That's, that's the basis of Twisted Metal. Yeah. So it's, and again, it's not like, it, it's definitely, what I'll say about this show is it plays with the vibes of what you think Twisted Metal is. Mm-hmm. And it has some homages to characters of the previous games and even some shout outs that you get excited for. Ooh, um, sweet. But it's not it, it. It plays with the themes of Twisted Metal more than like this is a by the books Twisted Metal thing. You know? Great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm liking nice. it. I'm liking it. Yeah. Any other questions you got for me, Kyle? Uh, how's Samoa Joe? I know he's not speaking in it, but he is Sweet Tooth, professional wrestler. Yeah, voice of King Shark in uh, the Suicide Squad game. <laughs> God, I can't wait. Um, great. Uh, is he is he menacing? V- very. Uh, what I'll say about Sweet Tooth for all the horror fans out there, um, he has like um, he has a terrifier element to him. He's oh. a he's a clown at the end of the day. Yeah. And he's not like he's not like the Joker clown. He's more like I'm gonna kill you in a really interesting way. <laughs> and every is it, is, and the jokes I'm are sorry. the gag to him. The jokes okay. are the yeah the punchline. Is it weird to hear Will Arnett's voice come out of that body? First time, yeah. Okay. First time it didn't feel right, and then after a while I'm like, oh no, okay. So Mojo Joe's actually doing a good job miming what you know uh, um, Will Arnett's saying. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and honestly, he's funny, dude. <laughs> he's great. legitimately, he is the funniest parts of that show, for sure. Uh, is there car combat, and is it cool? I think that's my last question. Not so much car combat, and again, Peacock. So it's Fair. not the most stunning car combat. It's there, but it's not going to hook you at the edge of your seat. Akin okay. to, like, there's not so much violence in The Last of Us show. But when it's there, it's impactful. It's less impactful. Okay. Uh, right. On on the Peacock show. So yeah. Sweet. There you go. That's my impressions of Twisted Metal. Um, I'll probably give you my whole impressions once I'm done with this show. Probably next week. But so far, I'm 
I'm in, it's not listen, it's not gonna win any awards, but I am impressed with what they've done with it so far. Yeah. Great. All right, Kyle. It's time for a little segment we like to call What You Been Playing. So, Kyle, we've both been playing a game code provided by the publisher. Uh, we've both been playing Venba. And I'm interested to know your thoughts and comments on this game as to kind of get you in here. This game is a is a cooking game. Uh, but with the backdrop of it's telling a story of uh, two immigrants coming to Canada and mm-hmm. trying to make a living for themselves and for their families. And you see the trials, the tribulations of that unfold. So Kyle, as, as you are who you are, sir, you don't, you don't, you know, you come from, what is it? A, a, a Polish background. You're not uh, yeah, Polish like, and Irish. Yeah. Polish and Irish. You, your folks have been here for a minute though, right? Like what, like what's your family uh, like lineage? And trust me, I'll play a, an important role in a second. Um, Great. Yeah, I'm like trying, Ellis Island I think switch? Like, probably. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Cool. So, like, from someone who may not understand the 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 you know the immigrant you know coming to America but this time Canada experience, how did you like the game, man? How did you relate to oh it as God. well? I fell in love with it. Um, I find it extremely easy for myself to put myself in fictional character shoes mm. and, and can em- empathize with what they're going through. And um, this game for sure had me crying and tearing up several points in its uh, fairly short runtime, yep. two hours max. If you, if you really take your time with it, um, platinum is like maybe a little bit more. If that chapter selects very, yeah, very easy to go back and get the things you missed. Um, but yeah, it's a beautiful story about, culture and love and loss and family and finding your way and the way that they portray it like yeah it is a cooking game and the cooking segments are really fun and interesting and i love seeing that uh culture of food which is a food that i just don't eat in real life yeah um but it's the way that that's just kind of a a a driving vehicle to make to make you fall into their relationships with each other. Yeah. Very much like what food is in real life where mm-hmm. the, I think they really nailed where every family has their own like family recipe Yeah, that, that they know. And they're like, my mom makes, you know, for lack of the, it's probably the whitest thing I can say. My mom makes a great meatloaf. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's got great chocolate chip cookies. Like, but those are like family recipes that I look forward to. That means something to my family. Yeah. Uh, same thing here with, with, uh, um, with Venba and, and, and her family and getting to meet her partner in Provolon and there's their son, um, Caven. Caven, yeah. Caven. Um, but the thing I love about this so much is how important they make the text. Mm-hmm. The text plays such a major role, not only, of course, you're reading what they're saying and learning about them, but the way it's presented, how slowly the text is popping up in the bubble. Sometimes text buzz- bubbles are like a little dirty, and that kind of like means that they're saying it emotionally. They're, they're yeah. whatever, like they're angry they're sad whatever um they let you know 
when they're speaking uh, Tamil, when mm-hmm. it's in white text, and when they're speaking English, it's in yellow text. Yeah. And, and there's a whole section of oh, like. That's when, awesome. You picked up on that. I did not. Yeah. yeah. And, and like when their son Kaven is going to a Canadian school and he's the Canadian culture is, is being uh, imprinted on him more. He starts speaking more in English and not wanting to speak to meal and, and wanting to like distance himself, which I think we all kind of go through at some point in our yeah. lives when we want to be our own person and do yeah. our own things kind of thing. And it's just, the ride is emotional. And I just had, I think it's beautiful. I think it's a must play. Yeah. It's, it's, it, even if indies aren't your thing or, or emotional stories are not your thing, this is such a relatable thing, no matter what background lifestyle and background you come from, like you can pick up on it. And it, it, I mean, that moment led to me crying for hours afterwards because of like how much I love my family and you and my friends here. They're going right now. Like it's, <laughs> it's just so, we got it's em, just so gentlemen. important. We got it. We got it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's just, you know, family and the, your, your chosen family as well is, is super important. And yeah. uh, this just bolstered that feeling to me when I played it. As you know, I'm usually a dead inside kind of guy, right? When it comes to most yep. things, mm-hmm. um, now, to me, I'm I'm a second generation uh, uh, immigrant. Ooh, that's like such a wild thing to say because in my head, I'm American. Like, you know, I don't yeah. know Spanish, uh, mm-hmm. but to me, this game, it was like I don't need to be like Indian to to know what these characters are going through because I went through the same thing Caven did. Like to me, this was like a shot for shot. Like, even the one thing I love is, like, Kaven's very ignorant to it all. I mean, rightfully so. He's just a kid or innocent to it, right? Like, he's just a kid going through life. And, of course, yeah. you know, he's going to have imprinted of, like, Western, uh, uh, like, like culture on him because mm-hmm. he's there. He's in Canada for, for you know, mm-hmm. um, for, for the majority of it. So, like, to me, it's the same as, as what I was raised, like. Yeah, I spoke English. I understand a bit of Spanish, but like when I walk home or when I when I would walk home as a kid, I enter the house like my grandpa's there. He's he's cooking up paella. And then like there's the Gypsy Kings playing in the in the background. Like my parents are having the serious conversations in Spanish because they know Mm -hmm. little Joe won't pick up on it. And they also had those conversations of like, should we teach him Spanish? Or should mm-hmm. we teach him English? And like mm-hmm. the relatable comment here is like, you know, my father had to choose to speak English. I didn't get the luxury of, of learning uh, Spanish because my father needed to learn English. So like, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things I say is relatable in God of War is when Atreus is reading to Kratos because that literally was me as a kid reading to my dad because he didn't know. Um, you have those moments here where, yeah, he is in, like, uh, Pavlon's English isn't great. So like he misses on opportunities and he gets outcasted by folks strictly because of that. Dude, that happened. That that happened to our family as well. That happened to my dad. Uh, so like there are moments in this game where, man, I relate to them so heavily. And I, I never knew I could relate to a piece of media mm-hmm. s- just so much than this game and again it's a culture that i know very little on but still even then there are just these similarities of the experience that you could relate to 
it makes it so it, it makes it such a much must play and the easy thing for y'all is listen it's on xbox game pass for our xbox listeners out there but it's also a very easy platinum so if you're like hey my yeah. goal is to get a platinum in under an hour you can do that in this game and it's an awesome mm-hmm. story to boot so like i recommend yeah. it it is 15 dollars on playstation um and and everywhere that you're able to purchase it also on pc and xbox and nintendo yeah. switch so yeah. yeah, and I think this also adds to I think what is becoming my favorite kind of genre of game, mm-hmm. where I just I'm playing a game and I'm learning about a real culture. Yeah, like like listening to their music that they had on the radio every time Venva goes to cook. I was like, man, these are these are some bops. These are some right? some bangers. Yeah, they're, they're very very exciting and easy listening. And I was found myself humming along and bobbing my head while I'm. I'm while I'm cooking yeah. similar to like to Chia where I learned about new Calcedonia, yeah. which is great. It's kind yeah. of like when you're on the, co- the, the cooking channel, right. And you're just yes. like, here's this cool neighborhood in Pittsburgh. Like here's a yes, cool neighborhood. Absolutely. In, like, you know, yep. here's a diner dive or dash type of deal. You know, yeah. here's flavor town, like something like that. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Venba's real good. Yeah. Please play Venba. Yeah. V E N B A Venba go. It's the length of a movie. Yeah. Yeah. A feature as it were. Yep. All right, gang. It's time for one of my favorite segments. Uh, Kyle, are you holding on to anything in particular? A pen. My pen. All right, it works. Prepare the drop. Here are the latest deals and deals coming to the PlayStation storefront. On July 31st, oh man, that already passed. F1 Manager 2023 on PS5, PS4. Super Death Game Show VR on PSVR 2. Venba on PS5. Again, go out there, buy it. 15 bucks at Easy Plat. It's a good story. 2nd of August, The Helper on PS5. August 3rd, Adore on PS5 and PS4. On the 4th of August, Slash on PS5, PS4. Can I really quickly talk about Slash? Oh, Slash. Yeah, go for it, please. It was part of the mini indie showcase at oh. Six One Indie that we did uh, in March. Um, it is a one v one fighting game, but it's a, accessible where it's a one button prompt. Oh, okay. And, and and they made it wanted to the kind of uh, that fun pick up and play like a Smash Brothers. Ooh. And it's a really cool samurai fighting game, where and the art style is gorgeous. Please, if that sounds like your kind of jam, give Slash a look. All it's right. pretty awesome. All right. And last but not leastly, VR Skater comes out on PSVR 2. Hearing very good things about that game. Very good things. All right, Kyle. It's time for our last segment and our favorite segment of the night. It is time for the Sony Pony Express. Yeah. Hey, Kyle, do you mind reading this question for me? Because I got to take a sip of water. Of course. Thanks. Chipotle Bear writes in, great name. Both PlayStation and Xbox are clearly investing more and more into streaming games. Project Q, Xbox Cloud Streaming, support for the ROG Ally, etc. Is it ROG or Rogue? Um, tomato, tomato situation, I think. Sure. But it still doesn't quite feel like a way to game all the time, even though I love my ally. In your opinion, what is going to take... What's yeah, what's it going gonna take? Oh my god, to this. really move that needle so that it becomes a viable way of gaming full time, more affordable hardware, more widely available fast internet, better battery technology. It feels like we're close to that future, but not quite. Why is that? Great question. Great question. I think it's kind of all of the above. Yeah. Right. 
Like mm-hmm. hardware, it, we're getting there. It's getting real close. More widely available internet, I would say more widely available fast internet for sure. Yeah. Um, better battery life technology as well. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh, for sure. I think that's always my gripe with, you know, uh, my Steam Deck and my Nintendo Switch is that like, yeah, depending on the game, I could get four hours out of the Switch or I get three, right? Or if it's uh, if it's Zelda, maybe two and a half. Same with my Steam Deck. I love the Steam Deck and, and all that jazz, but like I'm playing Elden Ring for 45 minutes. You understand that, right? <laughs> and then it's done. It's dead so. Mm-hmm. So for me, when it comes to battery tech, I think, yeah, battery life is important, but fast charging is also really important. So, like, I could charge my Apple Watch um, in 30 minutes and get a, a full charge. We, we got we to gotta amplify that for, for these things right here. That's for sure. That's fair. What do you think? Yeah. My, my biggest thing is I need it to run flawlessly. Like, okay. I'm playing on my, my, my TV screen. Meaning, like, no stuttering. Like, yeah. don't have to worry about connection dropping. Like, to me, that is my biggest issue and why i'm not like all in yet is because of uh because of that and once that happens i'd be more inclined to pick up a project q on day one or something like that absolutely yeah i really want to see what the battery life on project q is i want to see the streaming capabilities of it there's so many question marks about that device we need to get answers quick hopefully hopefully we get that soon that said d mason writes in uh, D Mason 2011 writes, good day, gentlemen. I'm Ron <laughs> I Burgundy. like the question. Mark. I love this. Uh, I was recently bitten by the nostalgia bug and platinumed Twisted Metal for, for uh, from nice. the PlayStation Plus premium collection. Which games, if any, have you revisited or played for the first time? What games are, you, are, are currently listed? Do you want to go back and play? Is there a PS2 or PS1 game that you want them to release on the service with trophies? Thanks for all the great content you release. Well, thank you for listening to all that great content, my friend. Kyle, what is there a game in mind that you want to play right now? Other than Star Ocean? PS2. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Uh, I mean, it's kind of cheating, but I'm already getting it. Uh, Tomba is coming. To current consoles. Um, Real son of a gun, yeah. So I, yeah, give me that with trophies. But another one that I mentioned before that I would be super excited to play again is Brave Friends or Musashi. Ooh, okay. Which is one of the very first PS1 games I played and rented from Blockbuster. Um, Didn't come with a memory card, so I only played, like, the beginning parts, but had a great time. Uh, Have you played the one where you're uh, a dragon boy? (laughs) What? No. You know, you got the... You're a young man who's got who finds himself some dragon armor on the PS1. Remember that that game? It just Legend came... of Dragoon. Yeah, well, you're a dragon boy. I had I yeah I played a little bit of it earlier. Yeah, this year. yeah. You don't want to play yeah. any more of it? Like what's what's going no, on? No, I do. Okay. Yeah, there's just other games have come out. Right, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> a little dragon boy. You really threw me for a loop. Star Wars. That's the one with the wizard boy. <laughs> Uh, one game that I have loaded up on my PlayStation 5 that I'm very interested in is Killzone Liber- Liberation with uh, trophy support. I would love, love, love to dive into that, hopefully later this weekend. And then um, 
I'm going to butcher the name, but I want to try to start playing more puzzle games. So give me more like, uh, what is it, uh, Luminous, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, give me some of those games. Like, I know there's a Vita version, but like, give me some of those yeah. those PSP versions as well. Like, give me more puzzle games so I could train this old noggin to start retaining more stuff in it because it's getting by it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, that's what I'd like. I'm a simple man. <laughs> All right, Kyle. Next question on the list comes from D, uh, Cowboy Danger D. Question for the Sony Pony Express. Yeehaw. Are there any in-game outfits or costumes you would rock in the real world? I have always been tempted to buy BJ's jacket from New Colossus. As always, love you guys. Shiny side up, your unofficial Sony Pony Express mascot. P.S. Here's a picture of the jacket for reference. That is a dope leather jacket. Yeah, BJ's jacket from Wolfenstein yeah. is iconic. Um, what's a what's a P? Honestly, there's like so many really good like piece like outfits. Like I would lo- like give me the the hunter's garb. You know, I'd wear that like an idiot Ooh. outside. I mean, they do have those. Yeah, like at PAX, I see them selling like hunter jackets and whatnot, but. Here's the thing, They're I don't want a LARP, expensive. you know? <laughs> You're not going to see me go, lightning bolt, I just want the cloak. Why not? That could be fun. Alright. Um, no disrespect for a... the LARPers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My we leash. Love um, I mean, I could probably make this happen. I've actually tried to find one, but it doesn't come in, in, in big human sizes. I would love Ellie's t-shirt. Ooh. The, the iconic red one. Yep. Uh, like Joel's, uh, Joel's, um, flannel. Joel's Hen- oh yeah. Joel's family or, or Nathan Drake's like Henley Ooh. shirt. Mm-hmm. Something mm-hmm. like that. If yeah. I was ripped, if I had Joel, the packs to pull that off, yes. you kidding yes, me? Please. You kidding me? It's over. Yeah, it's, it's over. over. <laughs> it's over. All right. Um, for me, like I think of like the assassin's cloak for some reason, like, like that's iconic, man. There's something about yeah. flipping a, uh, like a hood up. Now it's a cloak. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like stuck. Every time, like, ooh, who is that? I don't know. I want to. I want to know. Oh wait, I'm it's just someone think, depressed. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think They're of sick. something that isn't like viable. I <laughs> I got it. <laughs> I got it. The Master Chief's Molnir armor. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Just yeah. think about it. Like you, you, you're walking out of the like you're walking into the bathroom, and the guy standing right next to you is John one one seven, you know, and he just turns to you, visor up. He's just like, it slides up and down, <laughs> and you're like, what? That's how it works. That's how I get it. it, it that's how it it, it goes. Mm-hmm. But realistically, uh, Luke Lores told me this. They pee in the suit. In what suit? In, in the in the Master Chief suit. It's kind of like in Dune. Ever seen the movie Dune? No, not yet. Yeah, they pee in the suit. Oh. I mean, yeah. it makes sense. Humble brag. It's efficient. Yeah. Imagine peeing your pants and it's not embarrassing. Oh, my God. You know? You know, I I almost woke up and thought I peed the bed because I was dreaming of peeing. Oh, Has that ever happened to you? That's a, yeah, that's happened to me once. And that's I was like, oh, man, me. I am peeing a lot in this dream. Yep. I better wake up. <laughs> <laughs> I better wake up where like the girls put your hand in like a warm cup of water. <laughs> exactly. Ooh. But God forbid three beeps. <laughs> <laughs> <gasps> What's that? <sighs> oh, 
God. Yeah. Uh, a, a not realistic one would be Cloud's uh, outfit. Oh. With the one with the one arm out, the like the whole that. soldier fit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd wear Link's tunic if I could. <laughs> but Ooh, it's just not so go. like it, it has to be socially accepted. No, it Again, no no disrespect to the LARPers, but keep that shit in the parks. If I'm if if I'm walking around the mall and I see someone and it's not like there's an event, you know, going on, like there's a con yeah. happening. Uh-huh. Like that's just your normal attire. Like if Yeah. If I see you in aisle seven picking up Fruit Loops, there's no problem with you picking up Fruit Loops as an adult. You you uh-huh. deserve to have fun. But if I see you Dressed. You deserve to have fun with Fruit Loops? Yeah, it's fun. It's a fun breakfast. It's for fun all ages. It's with two O's. For all ages. Um, you know, but if I see you dressed as Link in yeah. aisle seven, I do have the right to go, hmm, that's suspicious. Oh, Joe's yucking some yums right now. Like, if I see him at a Home Depot, I'm like, I- I'm going, I'm calling the manager and going, don't you bring that kid near a vase. He's going to start, <laughs> he's going to start hooting and hollering and just breaking bosses left and right. He's going to start melding shovels to drills to exactly. making whatever he wants. <laughs> exactly. You know, you see Joel, like someone dresses, I mean, Joel, you can, it's a flannel. Oh, here we go. But like, if he's like crab walking and he's just like attaching shit with duct tape. Also, this just reminds me, go watch some Mega 64 bits from back in the day. <laughs> They're so yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. I could go on for days with this one. This is a yeah. fun one. All yeah. right. Second to last question of the night. Bertos Maximus writes in. Hey, guys. Thanks to you, I have discovered my game of the year pick in Final Fantasy 16. So my question is, did the beginning sequence that leads to the first icon fight. Okay. Whew. Whew. Okay, I feel you. I, you thought, I, thought, mm-hmm. I th- thought it was going to be a yeah. spoiler. Hit you emotionally. It certainly did with me, with Ben's voice acting as young Clive. As always, keep bringing us the very best and stay safe from your friend across the pond. Each icon fight in that game, I got to go back to it, man. I That's really so do. Same. i just been too busy. Now I got to balance near with this. It's, it's hard. Every icon fight leaves me astonished. For various different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The spectacle is huge. Yeah. Um, but like you, Bartos, uh, yes, I was I was tearing up. And uh, it gets pretty emotional without spoiling it. It's um, Ben's real good at what he does. <laughs> He's, <laughs> He's really, real good. He, that, like, uh, and we're not just saying it because we, we had him on the show, Humblebird. Nope. But like, he's, he's real good. Clive is a really compelling character. I really like him. Yes. Yeah. One of the best uh, Final Fantasy protagonists, I think. Hey, Kyle, do you ever. mind reading uh, Yuna's la- or the last question of the night? Here's the thing. I burnt my 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 gums, and it's getting real sore to talk. Burnt your gums? Yeah. Like, like how? Well, because I was eating some chicken, and it was too hot, and it burnt the side of my, my gums. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. Out of my mouth. It hurts. Keep on drinking water. Do you eat it. with the side of your mouth like that? Apparently. <laughs> okay. Because I burnt I'm not a layer I of skin. Judge. I should. I bit my my tongue out of nowhere earlier, so it happens. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. You. Yeah. Hold. <laughs> hold your tongue, sir. Hold it. All right. <laughs> Uh, Una writes in, hey there guys, hope you both are doing well, and welcome to August, where one has to wonder how much time is passing in a year. My question this week is, when a game is divided up into routes that deviate from the plot, 
from the plot and you can play them in any order. How do you decide what route to do? In one of the games I'm playing right now, I, I, oh, I'm sorry, Yuna. Hakuki? Hakuki? Ido Blossoms. <laughs> I have 12 routes to go down on and in no particular order. So I decided to have a wheel choose my my 10 routes yeah. as I have my first zero picked out. So I get a sense of fun and randomness in the game, and I think I have made the right choice in this. So I throw the ball to you guys. When a game has routes that divide and don't have a set playing order, how do you decide to play the game? Here's the thing. They're on my molders. Like, my molders are resting <laughs> on it. I keep on poking at it. It's not good. It's making it worse, but I can't yeah, help don't do it. Don't touch him. Don't touch him. When a, when a game gives me different routes, mm-hmm. it's funny. I'm very, like, left brain, right brain. I'm like, I'll go right. <laughs> <laughs> like, like when oh, it comes to the, when it comes to like like I'm a simple man. Sometimes I spice it up. Cheer, I, I choose left. I'm a psychopath, Joe. Yeah, I will go down right, and just to the point where I think it's going to trigger a cutscene or something, I will turn around and go the other side. <laughs> Absolutely, I don't want to miss anything because mm-hmm. back in the day there used to be a really cool item down the path I didn't go down. Yep, and I need to make sure I don't miss anything now because. Yeah probably save me a whole heaps of trouble i do something very similar if there's like multiple routes and i'm not losing anything by like like if yeah. i gotta make a like a like a like a choice choice like the the story's altered because of yep. it Ooh, mm-hmm. that's a difficult ass decision but yes. if it's just like hey you could do some fishing here you could do you know a world event there mm-hmm. i gotta just pick what's gonna be more interesting for me i just kind of let and if it's an open world i just kind of like to get lost along the path um, mm-hmm. that's typically how I, how I goes about it. Yeah. Yeah. I need, I need to see every inch of that map. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, speaking of, did you ever find like the last percent in black blasphemous of the map? Remember? Nope. I'm not going back until I feel like it. <laughs> oh yeah. That's your turn. That's your turn. Yeah. Right. Well, Kyle, that's it. That's been the trophy room this week. Is there anything you'd like to spotlight before we get on out of here? Sure, myself, uh, Mr. K-Step, pretty much everywhere. Um, uh, last weekend, I went and filmed the next mini indie showcase for 6-1 Indie coming on August 31st. So keep that uh, 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 set on your calendars. Put it in your calendars. Get excited. It's super fun and exciting. Um, and check out 61indie.com for all the fun little indie news and coverage we do over there and indie cast and all that fun stuff heck yes and honestly god kyle this show a lot of things happened we had a mama bad bit appear we did you know we had some intriguing questions yeah i said two things that were off kilter this week uh, yeah, we did a lot this week. We did a lot this yeah. week. You know, you can find <laughs> you told me. Every, you told everyone that they're light sleepers, and how dare they? <laughs> exactly. Three <laughs> beeps. Come on, just go, Susan. Go back to bed. It's nothing. It's just a burglar. Come you know? on, Sue. Come on. Jesus, the robots are alive and they're here. <laughs> All right. You can find me over at Mr. Badbit on Twitter or on threads at Mr. Underscore Badbit. You can find this show over on YouTube.com at PS Trophy Room if you want the video version. You can find the podcast version wherever you find your podcasts, like on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Good Pods, you name it, we're there. And if it's not, I'll go and fix it personally myself. So, with all that said, you can 
lastly, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash PS Trophy. Really does keep the lights on, keeps this show going. It's the reason why we're able to do cool things like streams and whatnot. So, with all that said, and with all that out of the way, everybody, keep your wits about you, keep hunting, and keep playing PlayStation. See y'all. Bye, I love you.